0: Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Tuesday. Do you know where your coordinators are? They're in front of the podium answering questions from the assembled Green Bay media. That's right. We heard from Joe Barry, Rich Basaccia, and Adam Stenegout. I can't stop. Big B called Stenovich Stenegout on Twitter, and I can't stop laughing about it. Stenegout and company took the podium and answered Searing, incisive questions from—uh, mostly a lot of, a lot of uh, obvious questions, but some good stuff. Got elicited some fine answers, some interesting um, morsels. I think uh, the one real kind of piece of info you're talking about, Newsy, is the idea from Stenovich that pretty much everything from center to right tackle is open for competition. Um, suspected that might be the case. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, Runyon would have held down right guard there heading into camp. But it sure sounds like all three of those spots are going to be open. Now, he responded to a question about Zach Tom. And it sure sounds like Tom will start competing at right tackle and right guard. But he left open the possibility that center might also be in that equation at some point as well. Um, But I do find that interesting. At least we know that they're looking and they want to mix things up and let the best talent come to the fore, so to speak. Clearly, this would indicate that the left side is set with David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins, which I think we kind of all assumed. But I do wonder still if Jenkins maybe gets a peek at center at some point. But for now, uh, that was the one real kind of newsy piece coming out of it. Outside of that, um, Basaccia was uh, his usual uh, insightful self. And I thought he uh, illuminated some interesting things both about long snappers and about kickers. Um, Asked about Mason Crosby. He did indicate that the door is still open. And he referenced something that Brian said. It feels like that's a franchise, you know, inside the building. Okay, this is what we're going to say to make sure we don't close that door in case our rookie kicker just can't put it together and in case something happens, blah, blah, blah. And he, as Rich said, you know, Mason's not on another team yet. So definitely want to keep that option open. But it certainly feels like they're ready to move forward. So trying to have their cake and eat it too, which I think is a smart idea. Um, but we'll see what happens throughout the offseason and into training camp as as far as the kicking position goes. Um, sure sounds like Rich is very familiar uh, with the entire operation, long snapper, kicker, etc. cetera, um, when it comes to all the new talent that he has on hand. Um, Joe Barry, I think obviously online, <laughs> was the uh, subject of many people's ire. Um, I thought, you know, Nothing too newsy there, although it was nice to hear some real talk from Joe regarding their inconsistencies on that side of the ball last season. Um, No doubt about it. Got to be much, much more consistent uh, heading into 2023. Um, Again, not a lot of news, but as far as uh, the cornerback position, it did sound like, as Matt indicated down at the owners' meetings, they expect Jair to play one side and Rasul to play the other with uh, Keyshawn Nixon getting first crack at the nickel roll, uh, something that, you know, as Joe pointed out, uh, Nixon did four hundreds of snaps last year. And the other safety position outside of Darnell Savage is a wide-open competition. So, again, nothing too earth-shattering, nothing news-breaking there, but it's always nice to hear the confirmation. And uh, Stenovich, you know, he's pretty straightforward, nothing too surprising in any of his answers, Um You know, there's a lot of youth on that side of the ball, and there's going to be a lot of trial and error. And I can already kind of feel the uh, ups and downs of training camp. You know, there's going to be days when things are going great and it looks good, and there's going to be days when I'm sure this offense won't be able to get out of its own way. Um, And that's just going to be part of the growing process. And I cannot wait to get to Ray Nitschke Field to take a look at it. Uh, Speaking of not being able to wait, can't wait to talk to all of you Packers fans worldwide. Good to see you all in the comments section. As I said, Big B bee is here. What's up, Big B? Vex starts us off with a super chat. How you doing, Vex? Bring back Dom Capers so Joe Barry can't let me down again this year. <laughs> so funny how uh, the worm turns there. I remember when hashtag fire capers was all the rage. Let's uh, Let's see what Joe's got this season. I mean, no excuses. There are none left. He's got to deliver this year. Uh, The one time he kind of bristled this afternoon was when he was asked about the fact that, you know, he has, what is it, eight first-rounders on that side of the ball. You know, so something akin to I'm well aware of the draft status of every, you know, guy on our roster, something like that along those lines. Okay, Joe, I hear you. Got to put it together, though. has to happen. This is the season. No excuses. Uh, What else we got here, folks? We got Kobe. What's up, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. Opening day versus Chicago green Bay wins the coin flip defer as usual or let Jordan ball ASAP same for the home opener. That's a really interesting question. I'd suspect both of those are going to probably be defers. Uh, You know, I understand the idea of wanting to get Jordan out there and let him go as soon as possible. But I think, you know, game flow wise and management wise, I think Matt's going to continue to want to defer and try to get the ball to start the second half. Um, now who knows? Maybe, maybe they talk about you know their philosophy and wanting to get up early or something like that, and maybe they go that route for one of those games. But I would suspect uh, that they'll defer. But that's just guesswork sitting here mid-May. We got a long way to go. Um, <laughs> David, it can always get worse. But at a certain point, let's roll the dice. Man, you see, that's easy for us to say in, in regards to anything, whether it's a firing a defensive coordinator or cutting a player or what have you, but, man, there's something to be said for the devil you know. All I can point to is all the Bucks fans that I see on my timeline talking about, no, not that guy, when it comes to all the people they're interviewing to take Bud's place in Milwaukee. All of a sudden, everyone's like, whoa, wait a second. Whoa, hey, whoa, hold on. Maybe, maybe bring Bud back. Sometimes it's better the devil you know. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Pack Daddy says I hate to defer. Defeatest attitude before the game even starts. All right, well that's uh, what you think sitting at home. But the people in the game and who have to play it and win it to keep their jobs understand that it's the smart play. You want to defer. You want the ball in the second half. You want to double up. Come on, baby. A big Big B, ruthless in the comics today. Speaking of cutting, get Royce Newman off my team. All right. All right. Calm down, young man. You throw out a good couple one-liners on Twitter, all of a sudden you're ready to cut people. Man, who knows if the light switch goes on during camp this year. Now, look, I could say all this and watch. He'll get cut tomorrow. I mean, they did just pick up an offensive lineman off waivers today. So anything's possible, right? But I suspect, you know, let him get to camp and let's see what he's got. Heading into this season. Let's let's see if he's developed at all. Let's see if he's improved. You I know, mean, that's the point of having a young team. And they didn't draft anybody, so you know, the competition will be there. I understand. I get it. Trust me, I watched the same game as you did last year. And yes, sir, it was very hard to to stomach. There's no doubt about it. But patience, young man. Patience. A lot of ballgame left. Bill, thanks to the super chat. Hoping one of these safeties can turn into 2023's version of Atari Bigby. He was fun to watch. I think people remember Atari because of the few, you know, you, no, not I'm not going to say few, but the number of big hits he had. But they seem to forget the times he's out of position or, you know, missed tackles or what have you, going for those big hits. So Atari was fun. There's no doubt about it. And there will never, ever, ever be a better hit. Uh, you won't be able to top the hit he had in that Seattle playoff game to cause a fumble. Uh, that was a dope moment. No question about it. Um, I'm hoping one of these safeties can turn into Leroy Butler, but that, that's, that's that's just me. Over Overpowered by Funk, what a handle. You've got it correct. Deferring is strategic, not defeatist. Bingo. Aaron Rodgers, what a handle. Number one, for week 18 since it's TBD, how long should I wait to purchase tickets and hotel? Two, what do you recommend since it will be my first time in Lambo? Well, Aaron, you can search for uh, Nagler Green Bay here in the YouTube channel, and you'll find my video for top things to do in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, as far as waiting on the tickets, I would wait a bit. You know, who knows? That game could be, hell, it could be on Saturday for all we know. It could be a Sunday. It could be a night game. It could be afternoon. Uh, I would hold off for a while on that game. Um, you know, if we get a month, month in, month and a half into the season and Packers are cooking, and it looks like they're going to be pretty good. I think I would definitely book it uh, sooner rather than later, but um, you can wait. You can definitely wait, especially since you're booking hotels as well. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. I always preferred ColecoVision's small, small bee at safety. Bill, but what a call-out. Bill, Defensive Player of the Month in 2007. Atari Bigby. <laughs> Outstanding. Um, Much like special teams player of the week, week three last season. That's right. Your Green Bay Packers punter. No doubt about it. Uh, Vex, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Brian Gudikin should ask for how much for Quinn LOL. That ain't going to happen. They'll sort that out. I mean, it's all fun to play... You know, fantasy football here in the offseason, but the Jets ain't letting him go. It, it'll work itself out. It always does. Callum says, why all the doom-mongering, I still think, will win the North? Who's doom-mongering? Is there doom-mongering going on in the Facebook chat? Certainly no doom-mongering up here, but I will say, anybody thinking they're, like, riding to a, you know, 14-win season... Just slow down a little bit. There are going to be tough times. It's not going to be all smooth and happy and great. There will be tough games. There will be tough stretches. Yeah, I do think they're going to be a little bit better than most people think. Of that, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Heard about interest in Landry. Possible and thoughts. Matthew, I think that agent seems to put that out there every chance they get. Those are my thoughts. Uh, (laughs) Big B. Yeah, we ain't winning 14 games. We are winning 17 and more. I like it. Brandy says, Next, during the Vikings game, Packers defenders rallied to the football. I know what that looks like now. Too much to ask for going forward? Yeah, I'm really fascinated to see how they come out of the gate this year in regards to not only flying to the football, all hats to the ball, as Matt likes to say, but just the whole kind of operation in the defensive backfield in particular and how they approach pre-snap stuff. And I mean, it was so, the market difference is so night and day and so very clear when you're looking at it. Now, I think there are, you know, absolutely cases week to week where you're facing certain offenses and certain talent where you do have to adjust your approach. I'm not... Completely dismissing that idea, I understand. There's lots of different calls and philosophies and the game plans week to week. I get all that, but man, it was crazy last night. NFL Network had the uh, Broncos-Packers Super Bowl on, which I watched like a car crash, and it was fascinating. Just watching those guys on both defenses, really, just flying to the ball. The just the. just such impressive aggression and heat-seeking missile-style hits. You know, and I get It's a very different game back then. And, guys, there was a lot less to think about on the defensive side. But, just that all-out see-ball, get-ball mentality that is so clearly absent most of the time in Green Bay. I need to get that back. Need to get it back. No question about it. I don't know if they're new, you know, if the scheme and or system is neutering their desire to do so in that regard. But, man, they got it. They got to turn that – they got to flip that switch. And it's funny because you see it from certain guys. You see it from Ford in the open field. You see it from Quay Walker on plays. You know, you see it from the guys here and there. But you certainly don't see it on a down-to-down basis, and you certainly don't see it as a collective. Like, that's what's got to change more than anything else in my mind. (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Mikey Nags, nice tweet on the Packers defeat of the Vikings and Moss with Boomer on the highlights uh, that I'll never forget that afternoon week three of 99 Ray Rhodes only year as coach uh, Favre had the big touchdown to Corey Bradford to win it and this was two weeks after the big win week one against Oakland where you know Favre cried postgame but um, but, man, I was in – I think I've told this story before, maybe years ago. But I was in Winston-Salem. I was at school at North Carolina School of the Arts. And every Sunday I would make my way across town in Winston-Salem to this hotel that had a really big sports bar. And sometimes I'd go with friends. Sometimes, like, Corey, Corey and I would go sometimes if he didn't have rehearsal or if I – whatever. But this one particular week, I I was on my own. And I was very clearly and very loudly rooting for the Packers. You know, I'm like just – Minding my own business, rooting for the Packers, and there was this other table of full like five or six Vikings fans who just talk shit the entire game. Which uh, most of it was good natured; it was fine. But like they would not leave me alone, and I was just like, "Yeah, man, don't, don't, yeah, you got it. that's a good play, whatever." Blah blah blah. I tried not to be aggressive all game until the Vikings scored with like a minute something left. Randy Moss, and they exploded, and they were, like, talking so much shit. And I just sat there, and I just smiled, and I was like, yeah, it's a good play, man. It's a good play. And then Favre marches them down the field, fourth down, strike to Bradford in the end zone, and I jumped up, and I went absolutely nuclear on this table. It was awesome. One of my favorite memories of living in North Carolina, no doubt. Vex, thanks for the Super Chat. Packers D reacts to the offense, has never been dictated, has never dictated to the defense since maybe Charles Woodson slash Clay years or late nineties. There's something to be said for that. There's definitely something to be said for that. It's something that is frustrating. The most frustrating aspect of the Packers defense under Joe Barry or even before Joe Barry was in town for any number of years at this point is the lack of ability to dictate to the offense. It's always reactionary. And I understand there are scheme things, and there are things you have to do against certain offenses. That's all there, and that's all very real, and it's, it's a concern. I get it. But, man, let your guys compete. That's all I ask. You have these really good cornerbacks, excellent with their hands, great at the line of scrimmage, and you constantly play them five to eight yards off in whatever scenario. It blows my mind. You've got the talent. Let it compete. Pretty simple. Uh, what else we got here? What else we got? We going to get back up here. Oh, got that one, got that one. Quinn, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Hey Nags, need your advice. I'm going to the Packers Raiders game and not sure what jersey to wear. Aaron Jones or Al Harris? Any help is appreciated. Woo! Man, that's a that's a that's a good one. I'd probably go Aaron Jones, because he'll go ham. He'll go ham that day, no question about it. But Al, you can't go wrong with either one. What I'd probably do is invest in a Bart Starr jersey and then, you know, rub it in their face. That's what I would do. But, but that's – hey, man, like I said, you cannot go wrong with either one. No doubt about it. John, thanks for Super Chat. Chelsea will beat Man City. Never tell me the odds. All I know is, what well, was it, a couple years ago, when we were facing Man City in the Champions League final, we won that. No one thought we were going to do that. I'll take it, man. I will take it. Another day that I went nuclear on another table in the bar. <laughs> Good times. Uh, let them be aggressive so you give up a big play once a game. See, Dave, that's the thing. It's I understand you are going to get burned at times. By letting them play aggressive, uh, an aggressive brand of football, yes, you're going to give up from some things. I'll gladly live with that rather than guys playing eight yards off Deep crossers happen, safety's in the wrong spot, dude's flying wide open on the other side of the field, and everyone's looking around like, I thought you had him. I mean, the Packers have to lead the league in the I thought you had him pointing after a big play. They have to. They just gotta. It drives me insane. Mm-hmm. I'd have an Eric in jersey made up. Now there you go. Now you're talking. Uh, what else we got here, folks? I say give a roster bonus for tackles or, like, incentives. Well, Brandy, some of the guys have that kind of stuff in their in their contracts, but be careful when you talk about the quarterback. Don't want no bounty gate up in uh, up in Green Bay. Although what's funny is that like, Reggie used to do that. Reggie used to give out money for sacks and things like that. Good times. Aaron, thanks for the Super Chat. I say Charles Woodson jersey. He's a Packer, not a Raider because of the Super Bowl ring. Oh man, you can't take away Raider Nation from Charles Woodson or Charles Woodson away from Raider Nation. They're they're symbiotic. Like look, I love Charles as a Packer, don't get me wrong, and I like he's a he's a god among men on the football field and 100% a Packers legend, but he's just as much a Raider as he is a Packer. Come on now. But that would be dope to wear a Woodson jersey to that game. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, David, yeah, pretty sure Woodson sees both franchises favorably. Absolutely, no question. Uh, Jay, thoughts on Devante's comments? Pretty interesting, right? Uh, for those of you who didn't see, he had an interview in the Ringer where he specifically says, you know, the idea of putting up numbers last year and getting uh, all-pro votes and things of that nature meant a lot, and you know, he very point blankly said on the record, you, know, you can write it. He didn't need Aaron Rodgers. Those are Devontae's words. Very interesting. I do think, you know, I've talked about it before, man. I've I've very rarely, I mean, covering the NFL, you do it year in and year out, you meet a lot of competitive individuals. And uh, most of them, yes, they're insanely competitive. They wouldn't be in this gig if they weren't. Devontae's on a different level. Of all the guys I've met, and I've met a lot, he, he is – He's a different breed, and I do think, especially given the history of all the wide receivers who have left Green Bay and really kind of fell on their face, I don't doubt for a moment Devonte has heard that had heard that chatter and or seen it online regarding you know post trade, you know Packers fans probably chirping like oh you know Rogers made you or some nonsense, you know which obviously I never thought and I never said because I would literally always respond to that shit with, oh, yeah, go back and watch when Aaron got hurt. Who didn't can drop anything in production when it came to Brett Hundley at quarterback? Oh, that's right. It was Devonte Adams. Devontae's a different breed, man. Just a different breed. I love You guys know I love Devontae. I'm a huge Devontae guy. I love him to death. I hate that he wanted to get out, right? But I understand it. He wanted to play with his boy. He wanted to be closer to home. And he got paid. He's living the dream. I cannot begrudge the man. I love Devontae. He's a forever Packer great. No question about it. We'll see how Devontae does with Garoppolo. He's going to kill it, dude. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's going to kill it. Uh... Not different from Tyreek saying he he'd lead the league with a reporter throwing balls. All right, I mean, that's a little bit more. But I hear you. Would. I hear what you are saying. Um, <laughs> what else we got here? I bought a custom made camo jersey with ninety two. Will never wear another jersey. R.I.P. Reggie. That's pretty dope. And hey, you should be excited. ESPN's thirty for thirty on Reggie is coming out sometime soon. I know there's no release date yet, but they did announce that they're in production. Minister of Defense. That's going to be fun. That's going to be very interesting. MD Jennings is in the I Thought You Had Him Hall of Fame. Oh, MD Jennings. What a blast from the past. Oh, my God. MD Jennings that's incredible. All right, buddy, <laughs> I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family Cheesehead TV. We are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. <laughs>